pleasant hello to you friends, and welcome to the Shellac Stack. My name is Brian Wright. This is the little program on which I play 78 RPM records from my collection. It's music from the first half of the 20th century. On today's program, I've got another assorted variety of 78s for you, and we're going to go ahead and get started with something by Frank Duvall and his orchestra, featuring Lindy Doherty, lead vocalist along with an unnamed quartet. This dates from about 1951, a timely bit of fluff and fun called Play Ball. Play ball, gee, it's a wonderful day. Play ball, let's get the game underway. Play you with the hot dogs to over here. Where's that peanut vendor and the guy with all the beer? Strike one. Your favorite players at bat. Strike two. You squirm and fuss with your hat. And then you see him tag one right on the nose. And then you watch it going, going, going. There it goes. What are we waiting for? Play ball. The Giants and the Dodgers will be at each other's throats. The Reds and Cubs and Pirates, when they beat you, how they gloat. The Phillies and the Cardinals are full of beefs and squawks. And watch out for the Braves, they'll scalp you with their tomahawks. The White Sox and the Senators are quite a fighting bunch. The A's and Browns will always try to beat you to the punch. The Indians are scrappy and they're mighty hard to beat. The Tigers love to claw and they're the Tigers' special meat. The Red Sox and the Yankees are a mighty potent crew. They'll really try to beat you to a pulp before they're through. Let's grab a cab, I'll pay the tab, we'll sit and back a third. We'll root and boo and holler like you never, never heard. It's a wonderful day. Play ball. Let's get the game underway. Everyone's excited, waiting to cheer. What a thrill to see that pill get smacked and disappear. Strike one. Your favorite players at bat. Strike two. You squirm and fuss with your hat. And then you see them tag one right on the nose. And then you watch it going, going, going. There, there it goes. goes. What are we waiting for? Let's get the game underway. What are we waiting for? Gee, it's a wonderful day. Let's start the game. Well, I'm not much of a sports fan myself, but as a little tip of the hat to all those eagerly awaiting the World Series this week, I thought we'd start off today's program with Frank Duvall and his orchestra, a record called Play Ball. Frank Duvall was born in West Virginia in 1911. He showed musical aptitude quite young, and by the time he was a teenager, he was writing arrangements semi-professionally. He joined up with Horace Heights Band in the early 1930s, eventually moved over to Alvino Ray's orchestra, and then set out on his own. He became a freelance arranger and conductor in the mid-40s, 
started making some recordings for Capitol and writing arrangements there as well. He's probably best known for his arrangement of Nat King Cole's record, Nature Boy. Frank Duvall also got into films and TV. He was an actor who worked steadily from the 1950s all the way up into the 1980s. Frank Duvall died in California in 1999. For those of you just joining us, welcome. My name is Brian Wright, and this is the Shellac Stack. I'm having fun. I hope you are, as we listen to some 78 RPM records from the 19-teens, 20s, 30s, 40s, on into the 1950s. We're going to head back to the 1920s for this next pairing. First up, we'll hear The Five Harmaniacs, a record made in New York on September 17, 1926. It's Victor 20293, a tune that has had wide circulation through the years called Coney Island Washboard. And then we'll hear something by Al Bernard with Carl Fenton's orchestra, a Brunswick record from 1927, the Beale Street Blues. But first up, here are the Five Harmaniacs. Broadway Old Mark 
Market Street down by the Frisco Bay. I stole the Prado, I gambled on the bars in Paris, France. These seven wonders of the world I've seen. And many of the places I have been. Take my advice, folks, and see Beale Street first in Memphis, Tennessee. Hey, you'll see pretty browns in beautiful gowns. You'll see tailor-maids and hand-me-downs. You'll need honest men and pickpocket skills. You'll find that business never closes till somebody gets killed. that tell the bygone days and places once places now just a sham you'll find golden balls enough to pave the new Jerusalem If Beale Street could talk if Beale Street could talk married men would have to take their beds and walk Except one or two who never drank booze And the blind man on the corner who sings the Beale Street Blues I'd rather be young than any place I know I'd rather be here than any place I know It's gonna take the sergeant to fall to make me go Going to the river, or maybe by and by. Going to the river Mississippi, and there's a reason why. Because the river's wet, and Beale Street done gone dry, bone dry. pretty good novelty arrangement of the Beale Street Blues, performed by Al Bernard with Carl Fenton's orchestra. Carl Fenton's orchestra in the early 1920s was a pseudonym for Gus Hanschen, one of the music directors at Brunswick Records. I wonder if he was still responsible for the band at the time this record was made in April of 1927. Turning to Al Bernard, though, he was sometimes known as the boy from Dixie or The singing comedian, he hailed from New Orleans. He was born there in 1888. By the 19-teens, he was performing in minstrel shows and made some of his first records. He would record prolifically through the 19-teens and 20s, really all the way up until the early 1940s. He died in 1949. His New York Times obituary claimed that he made over 4,000 records, which seems a bit high to me. But it also makes the claim that he was one of the first to record in the United States, for which he received an autographed picture of Thomas A. Edison. Well, considering that he was born some ten years after the invention of the phonograph, 
and was still two or three years old when the recording industry really got started here in the States, I find that claim a a bit hard to believe. (laughs) Before that, we heard The Five Harmaniacs in 1926, a Victor record, Coney Island Washboard. Fine, fine records. My name is Brian Wright. This is The Shellac Stack. Let's turn next to two versions of the same song. The song is I Just Want to Be Known as Susie's Feller. It was written by Lou Brown and Dave Dreyer. We'll hear it first in a record made in Chicago on September 29, 1926. This was cut at the Webster Hotel by Freeman Gosden and Charles Carell. At that time, they had success with the radio program Sam and Henry, and when they wanted to take it national and the local station refused to let them use those names, they changed it to Amos and Andy and would continue to play Amos and Andy on radio well into the late 50s, early 1960s, I think, when that was finally canceled. So we'll hear Carell and Gosden sing I Just Want to Be Known as Susie Speller, and we'll follow that with a nice dance band rendition by Phil Spitalny and his orchestra, also a Victor record, made a couple weeks later, actually not even that, only a week later, October 5th, 1926, in New York. So here you have two versions of I Just Want to Be Known as Susie Speller. What's the matter, guys? Well, Charlie, you know who I am. Oh, yeah, I know. Who are you? I'm a big man. Uh-huh. Not only that. Well, what else are you? You know Susie? Sure, I know Susie. Well, I'm Susie's fella. Tell me about it. Listen here. I don't cut no fancy capers. Yes, my picture in the newspaper. I want to be known as Susie's fella. Who do the moon do? Rich man, poor 
beggar man thief. You can have them all for I just as leave. I only want to be known as Susie ending sounds a bit tricky to me, but they nailed it. Phil Spitalny and his orchestra, before that Carell and Gosden, that's Freeman Gosden and Charles Carell, two versions of I Just Want to Be Known as Susie's Feller, and I'm not mispronouncing that, they do spell it (laughs) F-E-L-L-E-R. Both of those recorded in the fall of 1926. I had a request this past week from Adam in Ann Arbor, Michigan, And Adam asked to hear something by Eddie Howard and his orchestra, so we'll actually double it up and give you two by Eddie Howard's orchestra. Although, really, this is the same record, we're just going to hear both sides of it, because I felt like it. (laughs) First up, we'll hear Eddie Howard sing Careless, and this is one of those songs that has a nice reworking of the meaning of careless in the course of the lyrics, so pay attention to that. And we'll follow that with the flip side, which is To Each His Own, which very well may be Eddie Howard's biggest hit. 
This came out in late 1946, and To Each His Own, which was tied in with a film of the same name, became a huge, huge hit for Eddie Howard. As you'll hear, Eddie Howard has a very pleasant tenor voice. It's kind of in the upper range. I think of him almost as a a light version of Bing Crosby, which may not be a fair comparison, but I really do like Eddie Howard singing. So now let's listen to both sides of majestic record number 1070. Here's Eddie Howard and his orchestra. the sun and the rain, or its lovely promise won't come true, to each his own, to each his own, and my own is you, what good is a song if the words don't belong? And a dream must be a dream for two. 
tasteful arrangement and performance of To Each His Own. That was Eddie Howard and his orchestra. Towards the end there, I kept thinking that the instrumental accompaniment was about to veer off into Claude Debussy's Claire de Lune, but they didn't. Before that, we heard Careless, both of those issued on the two sides of Majestic 1070 from late 1946. Well, that was a very, very popular record, and so was this next one, albeit in somewhat of a different realm, we're going to hear a selection by Frederick Chopin now, his Polonaise number no. 6 in A-flat major, opus 53. This is a piece that Chopin composed in 1842. It was first published, I believe, in the following year, 1843. It was very much on the public's mind in 1945 when this particular record was made, in part because it was featured in the film A Song to Remember, which was a fictionalized drama about Chopin's life, and also because it was made into a pop song that year, one called Till the End of Time, which was recorded by Doris Day with Les Brown and by Dick Hames and by a number of other notable performers. So a lot of people were hearing Chopin's Polonaise No. 6 during 1945. So Columbia Masterworks recorded the pianist Egon Petri performing this and issued it on two sides of a 10-inch blue label Columbia Masterworks 78. The record number is 17377. And through the years, I have come across many, many copies of this. It must have really, really sold well. I thought we'd listen to it now, both sides put together to give you the entire piece. Here it is, Egon Petri playing Chopin's Polonaise Number no. 6 in A-flat major. 
Chopin's Polonaise No. 6 in A-flat major, opus 53. That was pianist Egon Petri, Columbia Record 17377, from about 1945. A few words about Egon Petri. He was born in 1881 in Germany, the son of Dutch parents, and that made him a Dutch citizen, though oddly enough he apparently never spoke Dutch very well because he never lived in Holland. He grew up in Germany and then, shortly after the turn of the century, made his way to England to further his musical studies. He was, at that time, focusing primarily on violin, but switched soon after to piano. After a few years in England, he headed east to Poland, where from the mid-19-teens up until the outbreak of World War II, he was a performer and teacher in Poland. In 1939, on the eve of World War II, he headed to the United States and settled in Ithaca, New York, to teach at Cornell University. He was there until about 1946, when he headed west again to California and spent most of the rest of his career teaching and performing from a base in California. He died in 1962. Well, back to some 78s now. Let's turn to Noble Sissel and his orchestra to lead off a trio of religiously-oriented records, the first one only marginally so. It's a His Master's Voice record pressed up in England, B5709. It was recorded in Hayes, Middlesex on September 10, 1929. I don't believe this was ever issued outside of England. Certainly it didn't have an American release, to my knowledge. Noble Sissel is the lead vocalist here, and the tune is Camp Meeting Day. Then we'll hear a little something from Reverend J.M. Gates, followed by Elder Lightfoot Solomon Michaud. But first up, here's Noble Sissel. Thank you. 
Uh, I'm going to sing uh, one of the good old familiar songs. A song they used to sing a long time ago when my old mother was sitting over there in the Amen corner. They sing it when they could feel it deep down in their heart. Amen. You know, the people of the day have a tendency to lay aside the old time religion. Amen. And I believe that I have somebody here this morning is like me. Yes, have decided within their heart they ain't going to lay their religion down. Amen. Let us sing. Lord, I ain't going to lay my religion down. Lord, I ain't going to lay my religion down. Lord, I ain't gonna 
the chanting at the end, that was Elder Lightfoot Solomon Michaud leading his congregation through WJSV, Willingly Jesus Suffered for Victory. In the 1930s, when this recording was made, WJSV was a radio station in Washington, D.C., an affiliate of the CBS radio network. I don't think the call letters really stood for Willingly Jesus Suffered for Victory, but Michaud made it a rallying cry at the end of every one of his broadcasts over that station and over the entire Columbia network. This recording that we've just heard was excerpted from one of those CBS broadcasts. They edited it together, you can hear, from multiple parts of the broadcast, and then pressed it up as a 10-inch, 78-rpm record. It was issued by Victor here in the States on record number 24607. That record is hard enough to find, but I actually found my copy of this of all places, in Japan, pressed up by Victor in Japan. It's record JA382. Now, I have no idea who the market for a record like this would have been in the mid-1930s in Japan, but it is interesting. (laughs) The record label states, Elder Lightfoot Solomon Michaud, congregational singing as presented over the line of the Columbia Broadcasting System. The tune was Happy Am I. Before that, we heard from Reverend J.M. Gates, who was a preacher in the Atlanta-based area who, in 1926, started making records first for Columbia and eventually for pretty much all the major labels. His record sermons became very, very popular and inspired a number of other preachers, African-American preachers primarily, to make records in a similar vein with their own congregations. We heard the Reverend J.M. Gates and congregation in I Know I Got Religion. That was Victor 20217, recorded in Camden, New Jersey on September 11th, 1926. And we started the set with Noble Sissel in Hayes, Middlesex, England, with an orchestra primarily made up, I think, of British musicians, Camp Meeting Day. That was his master's voice, B5709. Well, I've got three more records on today's program for you. We're going to start with Harold Leonard and his Red Jackets. It's an okay record. 40091 from March of 1924. The tune by Henry Winston and Fred Hamm is called Unfortunate Blues. We'll follow that with Nathan Glantz and his orchestra, a perfect record from February of 1926. Still an acoustic recording, though. 
Perfect hadn't quite yet gotten over to the electric system. That would come a month or two later. It's Perfect 14597. The tune is Love Bound. And we'll wrap things up with Irving Kaufman singing with the Harmonians, a pseudonym for the Bar Harbor Society Orchestra, which was, <laughs> in turn, a pseudonym for Ben Selvin. It's Harmony 213. The tune by De Silva Brown and Henderson is Lucky Day. So let's start this last set now. Here are Harold Leonard and his Red Jackets. Thank you. 
finished up the shellac stack today with a trio of dance band records made in the mid-1920s. First up it was Harold Leonard and his Red Jackets, an OK record from 1924, Unfortunate Blues. After that Nathan Glantz and his orchestra, a perfect record from 1926, Love Bound. And we wrapped up with The Harmonians, a pseudonym for Ben Selvin, from 1926, Lucky Day. That was Irving Kaufman, the vocalist. Well. I feel that it's a lucky day any day I get to listen to 78 RPM records with you, and I thank you very much for taking the time to join me for these records today. I hope you heard something that you enjoyed, and I hope we'll see you next time for more 78s here on the Shellac Stack. In the meantime, as always, I appreciate your help in spreading the word about our little program. If you have any family or friends you think might enjoy tuning in, send them a note, drop them a little message on Facebook or wherever, and uh, I appreciate it, and hopefully they will too. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time. Take care. Bye-bye.